Welcome back to the Weekly Rundown with Atlas. The official podcast by Monash International Affairs Society. We are your hosts, Shania and Phoebe Anka. On Thursday, 8th of September, Queen Elizabeth II, uh, the, the UK's longest serving monarch, has died at Balmoral, aged 96, after reigning for 70 years. Uh, now King Charles will take over the throne with Camilla being the Queen Consort. Prime Minister Liz Truss, uh, who was appointed by the Queen on Tuesday, said the monarch was the rock on which modern Britain was built and had provided us with stability and strength that we needed. Speaking about the new king, she also said, we offer him our loyalty and devotion, just as his mother devoted so much to so many for so long. She also continued to say, and with the passing of the second Elizabethan age, we usher in a new era in the magnificent history of our great country, exactly as Her Majesty would have wished by saying the words, God save the king. So it's definitely a very tragic event that we have witnessed this morning. I think a lot of people across the world are definitely mourning um, the loss of the Queen, especially because, like you said, she's been reigning for 70 years. I saw an article where Mm -hmm. it said um, most Australians wouldn't have even known an era of, like, (laughs) the monarchy without Queen Elizabeth II. Exactly, exactly. And... Uh, we all know that she has such a profound impact on the world and Mm -hmm. not only of her home and I just feel like this is truly a big end of an era and yeah I just know that everyone right now around the world is definitely mourning uh, Mm -hmm. Queen Elizabeth and yeah she will forever be the world's queen honestly (laughs) yeah she's a she's definitely has that symbol figurehead it it kind of belongs to her at this point Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, yeah, so yeah, on behalf of, um, I guess, Myers, yeah, mm-hmm. we really do pay our respects to the royal family and yeah, and may she rest in peace. Yes. So um, I guess we'll also move on to today's news and what's mm-hmm. been happening around the world as the world is mourning Queen Elizabeth II. Um, mm-hmm. I heard that there are some floods in Pakistan happening right now. Is that right, Shana? Yes, yes. So time and time again, we hear people telling us that climate change is becoming worse and destroying yeah. our planet to the point where it'll soon be uninhabitable. Mm-hmm. We can most recently see this becoming a reality in Pakistan, like you said, with the devastating flood that they are currently experiencing. Entire villages have been swamped, crops have been destroyed, diseases are spreading, and more than thousands of people have been declared dead. Oh, my. These record-breaking floods in Pakistan have left a trail of disaster and devastation. So... A weather pattern known as the South Asian monsoon descends on the country every year between June to September, and it's known to bring rain that the country is in need of after summer. It's Mm -hmm. a normal annual thing that happens. Right. How the extreme rainfall, along with melting glaciers in the country's north, have increased the amount of rainfall the country has been receiving during this period. CSIRO climate scientist Michael Gross said that the floods bear the hallmarks of a changing climate. He went on to emphasize that a warmer climate means that you have more intense rainfall and Mm -hmm. glaciers are more likely to melt and collapse. Mm. Mm. So it's a never ending cycle. And I think it really exemplifies how our actions have consequences, which in this case are very long-term. Yeah, 
and just very impactful because mm -hmm. honestly, yes, the world is literally getting warmer. And mm -hmm. I just feel that it's it's truly interrupting our everyday lives. Yeah. And of course, it truly can. Yeah. Like you said, it really does exemplify how our actions have consequences. Mm -hmm. Um, I, 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 this isn't only like the first time we've heard about a great natural disaster. This mm -hmm. has been happening for a long time. Exactly. I actually just think it's crazy how there's more, there's definitely more to be done. And I mean, it's just, it's just crazy, but mm -hmm. I mean, like what's happening right now in terms of, is there any, has there been any support immediately? Yeah, this? so there has, um, but Pakistan's political and economic situation has kind of only complicated um, the flood preparedness. Mm -hmm. As we mentioned earlier in the year, Imran Khan was removed as prime minister after losing a no confidence motion in parliament. And ever since that, his supporters have continued to rally calling for new elections. Mm. A professor at the University of Western Australia, Samina Yasmin, actually noted that this sentiment remained strong despite the disastrous floods. So that kind of shows us how strong the yeah. will of the people is on this topic. Mm -hmm. On top mm -hmm. of this very politically charged environment, Pakistanis have been living through an economic crisis following COVID-19, rising yeah. inflation yeah. and increased food insecurity caused by the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Oh. So the flood damage to both infrastructure and crops will magnify the existing economic and food insecurity in the country, which mm -hmm. will put the country's citizens in an unbelievably difficult situation. I can only imagine. They've, mm -hmm. they've really, I mean, I, I know the whole world has had a, a lot of negative impacts from COVID-19 what's happening around the world but Pakistan right now is truly just getting hit with all in all aspects mm -hmm. I oh that is just truly devastating I think this is what we've kind of seen echoed in a lot of these countries these developing countries where they mm -hmm. they're trying to recover from COVID-19 and then they have other political and um, economic issues going on in their country and they just have, you know, in food insecurity coming in and just yeah. so many things where they don't have enough time, no. enough um, money, enough resources to recover from the disasters that they're enduring. Right. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, no, you're 100% right. I mean, these effects of climate change has not only impacted Pakistan, mm -hmm. yeah, like you've mentioned. I mean, we've also seen a lot of countries across Asia, like including India, Sri Lanka, Indonesia, South Korea. They, mm -hmm. I, I think they've all seen that they've experienced floods and landslides. Yeah. Yeah. So, and in terms of Pakistan, like you said before about aid, the country has been re receiving aid from bodies yeah. such as UNHCR, the yeah. UK and the World Food Programme which we hope will begin to provide at least some level of relief to Pakistanis people who are going through an extremely difficult time. But also, I guess we need to think about the fact that all of this aid isn't necessarily going to fix their economic and political issues. No, not long term. To. Not no. long term, but short term, I think they mm -hmm. need immediate help. Yeah, definitely. which they're... Uh, thankfully receiving and hopefully this will give them some sort of some level of relief mm, exactly mm -hmm. exactly oh gosh I think Fibianca you also you wanted to talk about there was a terrorist attack in Somalia which I hadn't actually heard of yeah no me neither and I guess we hear about all these terrorist attacks um happening in America in Europe but like we've mentioned before I think Africa mm -hmm. has been 
a region that has been definitely under has been underrepresented and just not really on the mm-hmm. news yeah um, so yeah what I did find was that those fighters from the Islamist um, insurgent group are uh, called al-shabaab um, they have killed at least 19 civilians in a nighttime attack uh, in central Somalia uh, mm-hmm. clan chiefs and local officials um, stated uh, just recently mm-hmm. um, so this attack happened um, I believe on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so the facts are is that the Islamist group uh, they launched the attack in the Huron area um, in the semi-autonomous state of uh, Hershabel in central mm-hmm. Somalia. Uh, so the trucks were just transporting food supplies um, mm-hmm. from the city to the Mahas towns, like to more like the regional areas. Yeah. And the attack comes two weeks after Al Shabaab, the terrorist group. Mm-hmm. Um, has waged a long insurgency against the Somali state. Mm-hmm. Um, they've besieged a hotel in the capital um, for 30 hours, leaving 21 people dead and 117 injured. Oh um, my god! Yeah, I can't believe that I missed this news. Um, yeah. So do we yeah. do we know anything about this group at all? Like what they stand for or anything like that? Yeah. So um, I guess the only background we kind of know is that they're an Al Qaeda linked group. Um, mm-hmm. They've been fighting Somalia's internationally backed federal government since 2007. Okay. So they've been around, they've been yeah. around, but um, I know that um, the news also don't want to give them too much voice. So mm-hmm. I, that's true. I found that this was kind of buried in the news, but mm-hmm. um, again, I think it is very necessary for our listeners to mm-hmm. also be aware of what's happening um, in these African states. But um, I definitely, I definitely you know. agree, especially because if we're going to highlight terrorist attacks that are happening in the West Western world, yeah, I feel like then we should also be recognizing mm-hmm. attacks that are help happening elsewhere. But I do also agree with the idea of n- not giving them as much as a voice because then that's kind of promoting their right. agenda as well. So it's kind of you're kind of stuck in the middle there. Exactly, exactly. But um, yeah, uh, we actually did get. It looks like there's a quote from mm-hmm. Al Shabaab. They said in a statement that they're targeting fighters from a local sub clan that recently mm-hmm. helped the government um, forces, and um, yeah, and apparently this um, local sub clan killed mm-hmm. twenty quote militia men and those who were transporting material for them, mm-hmm. destroying nine of their vehicles. So okay. I, I'm not quite sure. I think it's kind of like a internal back and forth type of yeah yeah situation, but. Again, um, a terrorist attack is a terrorist attack. Yeah. Um, and that's just their statement. But um, mm-hmm. we also have a statement from uh, President um, Mohamud, mm-hmm. who is um, Somalia's uh, recently elected um, president back in mm-hmm. May. After um, a protracted political crisis, um, he promised to wage a, a quote-unquote, an all-out war to eliminate al-Shabaab following mm-hmm. the uh, recent hotel attack. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks like... Um, there is definitely some internal battles happening yeah. in Somalia. And um, it looks like that President Joe Biden has also um, promised to send um, some military over to Somalia to help fire mm-hmm. the Al-Shabaab. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Pentagon has recommended this move, considering the rotation system of Biden's predecessor, Donald Trump, yeah. as too risky and ineffective. So I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure. Um, again, w- we all know that war is not always the answer to anything mm-hmm. but again I feel like um if a country is in need of support and aid um, yeah it's great that they have international support 
exactly but at the same time um I'm not sure I feel like mm-hmm. there are some things that needs to be taken down to a more um people to people level and yes. perhaps be spoken out first but mm-hmm. I guess it is good that um there is some support and that there are some um light that is shown onto this um terrorist yeah. attack and yeah terrorist. yeah I think that is important providing support like you said um it's good that there is support and mm-hmm. aid if they are able to provide it yeah um, but definitely I think we should focus on more communicating on a people-to-people level first exactly but, I think yeah. this is a good time to wrap up yeah um yeah there's a lot of news um mm-hmm. this is a pretty this is a pretty um impactful episode I feel I, I think have? so too a lot a lot for you guys to take in um yes I think our listeners should take this time this week to really soak in the information, process everything, mm-hmm. and also just go out there, read more news, learn, and also just broaden your understanding of what's happening yeah. around the world. And be, I think it's really important to be aware of the different things that are going on in the world. Like I said, I hadn't even heard about this terrorist attack in Somalia. No. So it's and really it, good to have that awareness of what's going on around the world. Exactly. But yeah, we hope you guys have a lovely weekend and Mm -hmm. a lovely week ahead for next week. Yeah, but don't forget to tune in to our next episode of the Weekly Rundown. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.